Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't had a chance, please listen and fill out that survey. There's a link down below. I really want to know what our audience wants. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to hear? What makes this show valuable for your 15, 20 minutes when you tune in? So please take a minute, fill out that survey, and there's a $25 gift certificate drawing that I'll do for those of you who are willing to participate. So anyway, today we talked with Dr. Daphne, and this is a great episode. As a host, I get to pick some of the topics. And today, Dr. Daphne, first of all, she's a clinical psychologist, over 25 years experience in the in the field. And she's on a journey right now. I think it's been about a year. She's hit 51 countries and she is, or I think she's hit 51 countries in her life. I think on this trip, she's hit many of those. And she is exploring. And today we talk about a little bit about neuroplasticity, more from the point of self-care 101. I really wanted to know, as I'm getting into self-care, what does that mean? And why? what does neuroplasticity have to do with that? Is it about making new connections in your brain? Is it about having fun? Is it about travel? Is it about a lot of these things? And the answer to all those is yes, 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 yes. And we get into a lot of conversation about that. And she shares some practical tips that we all can use right away. Again, trying to find who really wants this type of content and getting it out to those people. So we continue uh, having these shows. So cheers. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, I'm ready. For and it's Dr. Daphne, right? Is that how you want to be re referred to? Yeah, Dr. Daphne is good. <laughs> I don't use my last name very often. <laughs> I like Dr. Daphne. That's a that's a great great way to introduce you. And I was just asking. So you your origins are Southern California from Laguna Beach area? Yes, I I well actually I grew up on the East Coast, oh. but I always wanted to live where there were palm trees. So finally, when I was in my early twenties, I moved to California. And I, I call California home, although I'm traveling the world this year, I decided to take a year and travel as a solo female traveler. Everything lined up perfectly for me to do it. So I am in Nairobi, Kenya right now. And this is my 50, uh, 53rd country, 23rd this year. <laughs> so this is um, me doing my own self-care and making my own brain and self happy. That is, that's wonderful. So what I thought I would start with, I have a lot of listeners that hear this term self-care, self-care, it's all over the place. And maybe I don't really know what that means. Could you just give us a, like, a, what's a self-care 101 to start with? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Self-care 101. Uh, well, self-care to anyone can mean, I think that people should be empowered and decide what, what it means for them. But in my opinion, in my humble opinion, Self-care goes pretty deep. It goes to taking care of your self, your whole self, your entire self, not just your body, not just your mind, which those are extremely important, but also your spirit, your emotions, your soul. And I, I, I hold a soul spa where you get in touch with your soul's deepest cravings. You learn how to nurture yourself at a deep level so that in, from the inside out, you're living a life that's aligned and feeling congruent and fulfilled. That's amazing. That's and, what I is. and a lot of us get into self-development and we, you know, we hear self-care and all these great things. You kind of brought up travel and we've had a couple shows on travel. So how does travel help you tap into your spirit? If spirit is part of getting into self-care, how for you and for others, how does travel fit into that? Yes, travel 
Oh my goodness. I, I, I noticed that you had another travel episode. That was yes. great, by the way. Um, travel to me is good for so many reasons. First of all, if you want to speak directly to self-care and mindfulness, I am so in the moment when I'm traveling. Travel to me is like a meditation. I go to a different place. I just got to this new apartment this today, like a few hours ago. That's why I'm figuring out the Wi-Fi and everything. <laughs> but every single thing is different. Even the plugs, the outlets is, are different. How people communicate is different. How I, how I get an Uber and how, how I do anything is completely different. So it forces me to be in the moment. So I am not just on autopilot, flipping the switch, doing this, doing that, you know, um, thinking my own thoughts, but just going through the motions. I cannot go through the motions at all when I travel. Every second forces me to be in the moment. And I, I think that's why I love it. It's an yeah. adventure, but it's also a mindfulness. Yeah. And I hear you so loud and clear. Like that's, that's what I've, what I've, you know, kind of experienced myself or, or heard from others. Like you go to a new place and you don't know anything. So you're, you're like, your brain has to focus on what's going on because it doesn't know where it's been. It doesn't know what's going on. It's like new. It's, it's probably like evolutionary, right? You have to like really be around aware of your surroundings and things like that. Um, yes. So one other kind of twist to that, that I've heard before, even in a previous guest is when you go, when you travel and you go to new places, you get a chance to present yourself differently or not differently. You choose how you want to come across. Nobody knows you, right? Do you feel that like- really weird. I just was talking about that with my latest podcast too. It's so true. They only know the new me, the whatever this date is, March 24. I don't even know. This Daphne is the one they know. They're not the one they grew up with, not the one they assume knows you know, there's so many assumptions when you know somebody and you're interacting with someone and, you know, they might think, oh, well, if I say this, this is like the, this is, she'll know what I mean, or I know what she means. There's no assumptions. You just have to, it forces you to present, forces you to have really good boundaries. Mm. <laughs> and, and also, um, I just, I make such meaningful connections everywhere I go as well. And another thing about travel is that it's really healthy for the brain because it improves neuroplasticity by trying new things, new foods, new locations, new languages, new cultures, new scenery, new animals, everything. Your brain is processing and ha has to work differently. So all the neuron pathways, they're not just doing the same route. They're mm. not stuck in a rut. Every day you're, you're exercising your brain. You actually burn more calories in your brain. <laughs> Rock, when you're talking about going to a new place, right? That's neuroplasticity all like in hyper gear, right? Because you're experiencing all these new things, all these new connections in your brain. Now uh -huh. you're, you're a clinical psychologist, right? Yes. So how does, yeah. And so you come to, from this from a really interesting perspective. You're, you're living kind of the things that you talk about with probably with your patients and things like that. And again, if we're talking yeah. to people that are, are like brand new to this, so I guess tapping into back to what you're talking about, uh, neuroplasticity. So how is that really helping me to feel better? How is like learning new things and stuff? How is that really helping me oh. feel better? Well, neuroplasticity, the, the flexibility of the mind to change is almost like 
the definition of the mind's ability to heal itself. Mm -hmm. The brain can heal itself. The brain is malleable. We are not um, the same person we were last year, last decade. We create our life. We're at cause, not effect in our life. Mm -hmm. So neuroplasticity um, helps us live longer, you know, in, increased telomeres in our brain are associated with uh, doing new things, are associated with positive thoughts in the morning and in the evening. There's so many things we can do to increase our telomeres. Uh, and neuroplasticity is, is the process. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's just very empowering. It's extremely empowering to know that we have the ability to create our lives. So when when you're getting into self-care and, and personal development and, and things like that, you're, you're being explored to or when exposed to a whole new world, right? So it sounds like what you're saying is if I'm, as I'm developing and learning these new things and that itself is helping me, my self-care just by being exposed to new ideas and new things. Is that correct? That's correct. That's right. And it's fun because you get to be like Aladdin or <laughs> the princess <laughs> and explore this whole new world and enjoy the process of what's good for you. You know, doing what's healthy and what's good sometimes has a bad rap of, oh, I have to do that. I have to eat my vegetables. I have to do this. But it actually can be a fun process. Like, what do you like that's healthy? I bet you like travel. I bet you like something that's a fruit. I'm, I bet you like going outside somewhere. You know, there's so many healthy things we can do that we actually love relationships. So, so what, what we're saying too, self-care, you, you happen to be taking a year, you said, and traveling the world. That's the, the ultimate new, that's the ultimate neuroplasticity, right? I mean, building your, all these new connections. We, we can't always travel around the world, but like if we're in our surroundings, would tips be to just go to new places in your neighborhood, go, go for walks, places you haven't been, you know, explore oh, wow. areas that you haven't gone to. Is that going to help my brain? <clears throat> yes. So some tips for neuroplasticity that I would recommend are um, do something new within your neighborhood, but that could be as simple as doing stuff with your left hand when you're right-handed or taking, if the math is giving you three different routes you can take home, take the one you never take, even though it's one more minute, just take a new, new route. And I never know whether to say route or route. Do you ever, <laughs> maybe I'll do root, something I new. Think, I always say route. I think it's you route think or route. I, I think we get it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're, and one of the things you're obviously, you're having to learn nuances and language and, and so many things in your explorations and things like that, for sure. Um, so you're sharing, so these are a couple tips that we could take right away, right? It's just explore new things. A travel to Kenya is probably a good one if we can do that, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm actually going, I'm actually going to uh, Manchester uh, for a work trip and that's, that's going to be brand new. So I'm excited about it, of, of just doing that. The whole experience of being in a new place for sure. Um, so sounds like there's a theme of self-care. If you take it an angle of it, it's just fun is learning new things is, is approaching things as fun instead of having to be so serious because i know mental health we take mental health on the show very seriously but we want to like do things that are fun that are going to help us even get started so it sounds like in my self-care 101 journey is one of the things you're talking about is just doing some fun things and changing the way our brain is perceiving things 
yes, that would that's that would be my first um, recommendation or step. If you're going to ask me for steps or something, <laughs> I would say make it fun. Do something that's fun. Do new things. Try new things. That would be the first thing. There are a few other simple ones that um, sure that I would as well. Please. Um, okay. Um, well, the simplest one is to. You know how when little kids uh, have a, tan a temper tantrum or they're just, they just are overwhelmed, they just can't do anymore <laughs> and they need to take a time out and you just take them aside and you put them in someplace quiet and you just give them a time out. <laughs> well, we need that as adults too. So especially if you're introverted, um, I think anyone needs that. I'm an introvert too, even though I talk to people. I love people. I'm an introvert too. You are too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yes. So I, I say take a time out. So that could mean something as simple as if you're at work and you have a people-centered job, take, if you need a bath, if you need a time out, take a two, three minute bathroom break and breathe. When you breathe, concentrate on the exhale. The exhale slows down your heart rate and calms your body. So take a, a, a minute and start breathing, but then make your exhale longer, like more seconds than your inhale. So if you're count to four, inhale, count to eight, exhale. That will do wonders. I know it sounds very simple and strange, but it does wonders. <laughs> I like and it. then another thing you can do while you're there in the bathroom is <laughs> um, have a mantra for the day. So it doesn't have to be complicated at all. It can be love, it can be peace, it can be some, some sentence. A sentence that I like myself that I do is take the is is called the next right step. So this came from sounds kind of silly, but it's very important. My sister it convinced me to go see Frozen Two, the the movie, <laughs> because we're sisters. You know, it was very it was very bonding. It was a great movie actually. <laughs> and there's this point in the in the movie that's very sad and one of the sisters we think the sister died so the one sister doesn't know what happened thinks the sister died and she is in extreme grief she doesn't know what to do she doesn't even want to go on with her life she doesn't know what to do with her life because it was so intertwined and she realized that what she needs to do is just take the next right step that was literally a step for her, like a walking, like in the right direction for her, I think. But for me, uh, my internet went down right before we were supposed to meet and I was very nervous. I was very anxious. <laughs> I just got to this new place in Nairobi and I was like, I wanna be dependable. What is the next right step? Just focus on the next right step, Daphne. So I went down to get some help from the front desk and everything and luckily it worked. <laughs> But it was, if I had thought of the whole picture, disastrous thinking, what if it doesn't happen? What, what if the worst case scenario happens? Then all my energy would have been zapped into that anxiety rather than next right step, next right mm. step, next right step. Mm, love it. Yeah. And so glad, you glad you took that right step because now we're, we get to talk. <laughs> too <laughs> that's awesome and so we can find you at it's uh i have it spa for the soul you said spa for
they can find all about you and everything, um, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and here's the out of the box question. All right. We have okay. a listener and I'll tell you who that listener is in a second, but saw your uh, topic on swiping right. We've had, we're not a dating show, but we've had a couple um, episodes kind of with the theme of dating and and this this person saw your like description about swiping right, how to find the the ideal partner in your life and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So can you give us just a, a taste of what that means? Can you give us a, a okay, it's me. All right, it's me. I'm asking for myself. I'm asking for my I'm asking for myself. I'm asking for myself. All right. I listen to my own show. Okay. But so when this comes out in a month or two, I want to listen to this and make sure I'm doing things right. So can you give me a tip on awesome. what I can do to find the, the partner of my life? <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's see. <laughs> I know I threw, that, I threw that at you. I know, but it was on your profile. It was. I know it, it is. I, I actually wrote a Kindle book, get her to swipe right. Um, oh, so, okay. so that's the first tip is read that book. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's a, it just takes you step by step through creating um, an online profile. It's just the first parts of it. And it doesn't take you, once you get the date, what do you do there? I don't do that in the book, but to get the first date and stuff. A lot of it is um, be very open and honest because there's all kinds of people out there and you're not looking, it's, it's written for people who want their life partner, not for people who are trying to get a bunch of dates, you know? So um, if you're looking for your ideal partner, your life partner, or um, be you, be completely honest, don't lie about anything, because whatever you put out, you're going to attract. So be, um, be very vulnerable, and realize that it could be, it, it's probably a numbers game, there's going to be, there are all kinds of people out there, just like when we walk down the street, they're going to be walking down the street and seeing your profile, so you might not you don't want to be a match for every single person you're just looking for the one so keep that in mind i think that would be the and don't let anything don't take anything personally mm. and just keep looking for that one special connection mm. so there. be be completely authentic and vulnerable one one kind of question on that real quick as a psychologist drawing the line between being too vulnerable and like dumping all your your problems and being vulnerable is there a where do you yeah. draw that line in terms of how much you share as you're getting to know somebody or... yes thank you um well being for me being authentic and vulnerable would be being who i am throughout the day so Throughout the day, I mean, there's sometimes, of course, that I'm like, oh, I, I just really feel kind of needy and I just want to pour out everything. But then there's also times where I'm like, oh, no, that was too much. I need some space. So, you know, just a happy medium. Being vulnerable is not necessarily um, dumping everything on somebody. So being vulnerable is knowing yourself first. Oh, you know what? I think that's where people... Uh, where people get the most stuck because it's really hard to make an online profile because it takes knowing yourself deeply. Mm. Mm. I mean, how hard is it? It's one question, a summary of who you are. Like, how do you summarize in a word who you are? You have to really get to the bottom of who am I and what do I, what's my purpose in life? What do I want in a partner? Who will I be for a partner? Um, so being vulnerable, but but 
um, is different than uh, sharing every single thing at the mm. beginning. It's vulnerable is also give and take for the other so, person too. So it's not just like the surface level. Oh, and I was 19, I got really depressed and I got, you know, it was, this happened and that happened. It's more about maybe what you learned from it or who you are because of those experiences and, and that type yeah. of thing. Now, what you said is, I got to listen back to this, but if we put that on our profile, all the things that you just said, like, you know, who I am, what, what I want, what I, I mean, if we, instead of putting like all our interests and like, we, you know, I like to ski, snowboard, like to this and that, maybe if we had a little bit more of our, you know, our deeper yes, stuff, yes. and maybe that will attract the right person anyway, because I'll like see, oh yeah, this person's kind of a self-aware person or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, do you want, do you want to have people that, um, having the same interests is really important is nice and fun too, but I don't know about you. Everyone's different, but for me, I don't have to have the same exact interests as another person. I just have to have the same life path, like values and purpose and live. We don't have, even have to have the same exact purpose, but just working toward the purpose is important to me. And then, um, so if there's a interest that you know, if they do skiing and I tore my ACL and I don't really like skiing because of that, but I'm still happy that they're skiing and they're being active. And um, as long as they're not judging me for not skiing, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's awesome. Well, th thanks. I mean, okay. You answer the questions for me personally. You know, I, I, that's, hey, as a host, I get some free advice, which is, which is great. <laughs> you know, I get a, yeah. I mean, instead of going to a therapy session today, I got one from you. Right. Recorded too. Recorded. Thank okay. you so much, that Dr. Daphne. You, you're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Sean. And I wanted to also share that um, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Spa Travel. If you wanted to watch any of my travel stuff and some free meditations on there too. Okay, so you're kind of you're you're taking us behind the scenes on on Dr. Daphne's tour. Yeah, I just posted one on Namibia. Namibia was amazing. It was one of my favorite places to go. I was so overwhelmed with joy. It's, it's the second to least populated country in the world, second to Mongolia. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, just, that's awesome. Thank you. thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.